As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is episode five of the Lone Wolf Chat, and today I'm going to give a character analysis of Harley Quinn. So the month of March is Women's Month, and I figure I talk about a character whose narrative has changed multiple times, especially in comic books, which is Harley Quinn. The reason why I picked her is one, because it's Women's Month, and two, her narrative and background seem, even with the New 52 changes, seem to create a better character every time they reinvent her. Now, Harley Quinn first um, appeared not in the comic books like most standard characters would, but actually in Batman, the animated series called Joker's Favor, and it aired September 11, 1992. It was season one, episode seven. Now, I was five years old when she was first released onto the scene. I didn't know at the time just how famous she was going to become. I thought she was just funny. I mean, I'm a five-year-old kid. I knew nothing about how dangerous the Joker was or how Harley or how Harley Quinn was a domestic abuse victim and how she evolved to become her own person over time. She's still insane, mind you, but she's she's becoming her own person. So the character was created by Paul Dean um, for the TV show and then was converted to comics due to her popularity. And the first comic appearance of of her was in Batman Adventures comic issue 12, which is basically a continuation of the Batman animated series, um, either between Justice League or um, after Justice League. It could have been before. I know it was definitely before Batman Beyond, but I digress. Um, those comic books have their own universe, which is called the DC Animated Universe, and they still contain comics to this day. But we're not talking about the history. I'm just, we're going to talk about Harley Quinn. Now, she was conceptualized by Arlene Sokol's performance in Days of Our Lives. And it's a, Days of Our Lives is a soap opera, um, still comes on today. And in the episode, she was dressed as a jester and she was acting crazy. And it was all a dream sequence. I mean, and she even had a similar co color scheme to what Harley Quinn dresses even as of today, which is the blue, well, originally it was black and red, now it's blue and red, sometimes it's black and red, depending on who's drawing her. Um, and Paul Dini happened to be friends with Arlene Sorkin. It's a little known fact. And she's actually the original voice actress for Harley Quinn for, what, roughly 20-ish years, I want to say, before she was replaced by Tara Strong. Um, now, 
the origin story for her character was actually episode was episode of mad love which is in the new batman adventures um or as i call the batman superman adventures that came on later on and um this is before the new 52 before they rebooted her she's actually been rebooted three times not many people know that but the first time um was the first time i actually got a glimpse um the mad love episode of domestic abuse um basically what happened was the joker gets foiled once again and harley tries to um <clears throat> basically be with him intimately and she gets thrown out and then she goes back to the past before she was known as a criminal as harley quinn now this is before she went completely psycho and she started killing people she was just known as joker's henchwoman which i don't know if anybody knows this but in tv shows back then um it was this was before columbine um they actually show guns and people getting shot but nobody really died not on screen anyway so this is before harley you know is a modern day harley that actually does kill and is willing to do whatever she can to get to do what she wants to do without any um any authority except for amanda waller who can blow her brain up i'll get into her suicide squad thing um she basically shows how she was a college student um and she wanted to make a name for herself and she, and as a psychiatrist or a psychologist i think she's a psychiatrist yeah psychiatrist she um began to become infatuated um obsessed with almost almost to the point of infatuation or slash obsession with the joker because every, she listens to everybody's problems and then the joker finally listened to her problems and that's how she became enamored with them and one particular time um she, joker gets beat up by batman gets sent to Har arkham again and she feels so horrible for what happened she makes a costume for herself and breaks out and becomes harley quinn in the comics they go a little further um because there is a mad love comic where she not only gets infatuated with the joker but we get a little background that this happened over time this infatuation and before she even becomes harley quinn she was breaking joker out of arkham and then she finally got caught and then was put in Arkham her well I think Blackgate and then she was put in Arkham after she becomes Harley Quinn now this character was just Joker's henchwoman we see her throughout the Batman animated series um we see her in the Batman Superman adventures with the Batman Superman crossover she even makes her way into Justice League where she um helped create joke well help be the henchwoman for joker's royal flush gang and even leads batman to the joker where he gets she gets smacked across the face and you know joker reveals that batman was led right to his location thanks to harley being angry at the fact that ace even though she's a kid was favored over her and if you watch any of the animated uh movies with harley quinn in it you can nowadays in turn this is probably the first time you ever see joker really or um harley really get mad at joker for you know leaving her behind um any other time and 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 later comics or incarnations you could see her get sick of him but this was like the really first time i remember her just getting angry at the joker for again leaving her in the dust now before that in the end episode mad love where she gets smashed out the window she um you know after she captured batman joker pushes her out the window and she says she was done with them but then when she saw the rose and said get well soon mr j she said she called him a sweet angel which means she was back to her insanity again so that was one incarnation of harley quinn there was a second incarnation of harley quinn where she was a college student one of the a genius at gotham university and she tried to create a experiment 
on how far the human limbs can be tested in their morality. And she began by um, talking to her professor and telling her about her experiment using herself and her boyfriend as a subject. Her boyfriend had a calming medicine or uh, tea that he used to drink that, um, you know, just settled his nerves. And one day she decided to enact the experiment by saying that she um, ran over a homeless guy and shot him. And she had a gun that um, looked like it was recently fired. Her boyfriend freaks out and leaves. And to make a long story short, her professor actually thought... Um, decided to use her experiment for his own experiment to see how far the human psyche can go in morality and laced the boyfriend's tea with with joker venom a, a small dose of joker venom and at the end he has a nervous breakdown shoots a guy an innocent homeless man and then asks harley to kill him and harley goes back and forth with him over this issue and finally you just see the last panel say bang but we never know what happened to the boyfriend and the reason why she did this experiment is because she felt that she could understand her criminals better by trying to do a criminal act herself, but not going that far. And that's where she leads herself to becoming obsessed with the Joker and then becoming Harley Quinn. Now, there's a third incarnation, which is the New 52 incarnation, which is the one we're using now, which is where um, Harley Quinn was a student that wanted to get out of living a life of poverty. Her father died of a car accident. Um, her brother was a sleazy womanizer and her 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 family wasn't very supportive of her trying to become a psychiatrist she was on she she attended Gotham University on a gymnast scholarship which is why she's able to defend herself I don't know how that works but fat bit girl was a gymnast so there we go um so because she wasn't supportive I'm taking this by interpretation that um I think she had low self-esteem and and she, and she basically, um, when she graduated, she ended up working at um, Arkham. And she wanted to work at Arkham to find a way to fix the inmates. Like, she wanted to fix people because of the, you know, the low self-esteem and the crisis of her own family. And she figures if she can fix the people at Arkham, the inmates at Arkham, she can fix her own family. So, um, she felt the... And she felt that um, the way of medicine with rules wasn't working um, over time as she worked there. She realized they weren't working, so she disguised herself as one of the inmates and to, you know, get inside the psyche of her inmate, of the inmates running um, around Arkham. And she brushed off with the Joker, and the Joker walks up to her, you know, scowls at her, walks away, then turns around, kisses her, and walks away. And in a later panel, she finally gets caught and she gets reprimanded by her superiors for doing such an egregious act. And she became obsessed with the Joker as she realized that, or I, I think I'm trying to remember all of it, but she basically became obsessed with the Joker after the kiss. And then she realized that um, the way Arkham was running the asylum, it wasn't helping them. And only through chaos can she really help someone. And through this mindset, she became obsessed with Joker, doing his um, therapy sessions, and she got closer and closer to him to the point where she helped Joker um, escape Arkham one time, um, and he basically threw her into a vat of acid. And because she was thrown into a vat of acid, 
her um now first you thought she died because all everything is melted away except for i think her undergarments and pieces of her blouse and her skirt her after that her skin permanently becomes bleached and her hair becomes bicolored which is usually blue and red or red and black and at that point something in her mind must have snapped because it's almost like a parody or a similar to the events of the Batman, the killing joke, where we get an exploration of the Joker's origin, where he got thrown into a bad acid. He was at his lowest. He found his wife and child, an unborn child got killed. He he was he couldn't he was not that great of a comedian. He was pretty much beaten down to his lowest, and then he got thrown into the bad of acid. And then we found, after we found his wife and child were murdered, unborn child were murdered. He became the Joker. It's similar to Harley's origin. She was at her lowest. She got thrown into a like she got sent to ace she she went with them to ace chemicals or led them to ace chemicals and she um basically how do i put it she um she was coerced to, well she she dropped him off there um he they were walking around talking and then she realized what he was about to do she tried to run away and he just tosses her in there and something in her mind just snaps when she gets hit into the vat of acid so that's why i said it's similar to the killing joke of how she becomes a mirror version of joker now this version of harley quinn i think survived the rebirth storyline of after the new 52 which is an arc on its own and i will probably talk about that in a separate episode but to summarize they tried to make another origin story and it failed miserably i mean miserably and now we got the DC Rebirth, which tries to kind of quote unquote fix everything. Um, so this Harley Quinn became the most notable because we see Harley Quinn start to stand out on her own. She was still obsessed with the Joker, but it's almost like she had a dual personality. And at this point, um, Harley Quinn was introduced to the Suicide Squad. As a member of the Suicide Squad, she, um, I guess, was supposed to be the wild card of the team. Now. As she be as she was separated from the Joker, she became her own person. She made her own decisions. Now Harley Quinn, you know, is an idiot when it comes to love and being with the Joker, but she's not a complete idiot, I should say. She knows how to fight. She knows how to defend herself. She knows chemicals. She's a psychiatrist, so she has some medical expertise. So as part of the Suicide Squad, she did, you know, follow orders because she wanted to get released from Arkham. But the more she was away from the Joker, the more she became her own person, narrative-wise. Because the Joker was the person that defined her as Harley Quinn. But it's almost like, in my interpretation, she was Harley Quinzel at this point, slash Harley Quinn. And she was flipped back and forth. She would love the Joker, but then she would hate him. And she even had a fling with Deadshot, which I'm not sure if it's long going, but I think it's like an on-and-off situation. Um, there's one particular instance where she ran back to the Joker where, because the Joker, I think they let us slip when they were finished a mission that Joker died and she was so distraught that she has, she, um, defies Waller and goes to try to find the Joker. I mean, he wasn't dead. This is around before or, um, before the death in the family arc happens and he peels, his face is peeled off and he looks grotesque. New 52 tried a lot of things that were weird. Now, the, the, the this story was before Death in the Family, and it was really, really weird because her personality was just completely fractured. And when she finally gets to the Joker, the Joker tries to kill her because he recognizes something is off with her. 
And this is, goes back to that domestic abuse. We, as much as we love Harley Quinn, we have to acknowledge she's a domestic abuse victim. And she keeps going back for more. And it's almost like during this issue in narrative that she starts to realize that something she needs to get away from him. So he tries to kill her. And he tries to break her because not only, one, does she start becoming her own person as part of Suicide Squad. Two, she had a fling with Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, and Joker didn't like it. In Joker's mind, Harley was his property. And the since it was his property, and it kind of goes back almost like the Batman movie one with um, the first Batman movie where it says, don't rub another man's rhubarb. He, oh, he loves Harley. Or he's obsessed with Harley. You know what Joker's mindset he could love and hate at the same time because that's the way his brain works. He was so obsessed with Harley to the point where if she were to defy him, he would kill her. And in this issue, we see everything crumble down. You know, her, she has two pets, pet hyenas, Button Lou. They've been, that's what Joker Venom. She was forced to kill him. She, um, Joker even tries to kiss her and she rips her tongue out. Like everything that was in the relationship kind of culminates to a head at this point, to the point where she's locked inside a room with skeletal bodies with Harley Quinn outfits and he calls her Harleen instead of Harley. And he tries to say, there were other Harleys before you. You were not the last one. And it's like something in her snaps to the point where, and I'm saying snapping or not, I understand, where she realizes maybe being with the Joker isn't the best idea. And she even like rubs her wrists and um, to slip out of her cuffs as he locks her in there and makes her way back to Suicide Squad headquarters where she's bleeding out and loses consciousness. And I think something in her changes at that point. And we're not, sh I'm not sure what it is, but something does change. And I'm thinking it has something to do with what happened in that, um, that, um, lockup. In fact, in Harley Quinn number 35, we see Harley finally square off and break off a relationship with the Joker. And for people, not just feminists out there, it's actually pretty satisfying seeing Harley come into her own. Basically, she was about to break her boyfriend out of jail and she had the support of her son. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, girlfriend Harley. I mean, um, Ivy. <laughs> well, 
that relationship I'll save for another episode. But um, to make a long story short, she tries to break him out and then find out that her boyfriend was ne next to her ex, the Joker. And she goes in there to try to smooth things over the Joker and let her know that they're done. And when she goes in there, he, of course, tries to manipulate her. First thing he does is try to choke her and beat her and say that um, your feelings don't matter. And we already know how this is going to play out. You're going to come right back to me if you might as well just break me out of jail. And she says condescendingly, no, we're not, Mr. J. And, she, you know, she tried to talk to him, which, to be honest, this is, when you think about it in that perspective, to finally stand, she's standing up to her abuser, but at the same time, he's a joke. He's unpredictable. And to go into that cell knowing that this man is unpredictable is a little creepy, but at the same time, she's mentally unstable herself. They get into a tussle. He tries to kiss her. She, she rips off his a piece of his lip, and he, he threatens to kill her. And she's basically saying, I'm done with you. Every time we get together, we end up in this chaos, and I'm over it. And I'm not... And, you know, she leaves after she beats the living tar out... Well, yeah, she beats the living tar out of the Joker and lets him stay there. And she tells him, basically, stay there and bleed. And she also adds that... um. She finally understands why, because she pulls a gun out and um, puts a gun to his face. And she says that she finally understands why Batman never killed him after all these years. Well, I mean, he is a good guy. But also, there's this, um, she realizes that she, he'll be giving, her what, giving him what he wants, which is death. So she chooses to let him live with himself and walks away. Now, some people might groan at this because that's one of the cruxes of the Joker. People want, I think... That's that revolving door that was in um, the Dark Knight movie where she said, and um, Joker said, it's the pinnacle, uh, um, a movable wall, um, a stop is pushing up against a um, constant moving force. The Joker will always break out of Arkham and will always go after Batman because he's obsessed with Batman. And he'll always um, try to do something to get himself killed, but Batman will always save him. And that will always be their dysfunctional relationship. And harley recognized it after all these years of being with the joker now as harley quinn as a character has evolved over these years she has developed in her own right we even see her in injustice 2 where um well in the justice series where um joker gets killed by superman and of course superman creates a regime and batman is against him harley works with batman to stop superman for because he killed her lover and the father of her child which is lucy who she gave up to her sister to raise because of the Joker's obsession with, you know, being only one man, you know, just being the star of the show so a child wouldn't be safe. And she knows Joker would probably get her killed or put her in Nevada as like he did to her. Um, so her obsession with the Joker leads to when the Joker comes to that Injustice universe um, being manipulated. So she realizes the Joker that she's she's been following around is her putting and she learns to let go of that portion of herself and she finally becomes an anti-hero. She's not a good guy because she still kills, but she's an anti-hero. She will do the best she can as long as her mental capacity lets it. And even in Justice 2, when she's laced with a stronger dose of um, Scarecrow's fear toxin, where she has to fight off Joker, um, her illusion of Joker and her abuse from back then, where that version of Joker, which is her greatest fear of becoming that, that domestic abuse victim Harley... Um, she fights off and she realizes she's better than what her abuse is. And it's refreshing. And I think Harley Quinn is a good uh, character to bring up for Women's Month because she's evolved over the years from being doormat to being um, independent in her own right. And I like the fact that we don't 
need the Joker to define her at this point. We know that she will always be known as one point the Joker's henchwoman, but then we also find out that she's a villain or anti-hero, I should say. She even has her own comic book series, which we're not sure it's canon to the regular series, but she has her own adventures. She has relationships with other people. And when the Joker does try to introduce himself back into life, she tries to kill him. Now, there is, I want to say, a point where she does get obsessed with killing the Joker, and that's when there's a recent arc where Batman was supposed to get married to Catwoman, and she tracks down the Joker because she knows that because, one, the Joker wasn't invited, and um, two, that Batman's getting married, that he's, she's going, he's going to do anything he can to stop the wedding, and in a weird, in almost like a weird sense of, um, independence and benevolence, she wants Batman to be happy and be with Catwoman, because one, Catwoman is one of her friends, and two, I think she respects Batman enough to know that he has a right to his own happiness, I mean, Batman, for the most part it's obsessive and goes around every night trying to keep Arkham safe I mean Gotham safe and a man like the Joker just wants to destroy everything he owns and I know the Joker's crutch is that it only takes one bad day to turn you into a villain we even have the Batman who the bat who laughs who is Joker redefined as Bruce Wayne in insanity and it does take only one bad day and you see what the Joker Venom has done um in Dark Knight's Metal but Harley Quinn's narrative is to stop the Joker from destroying Batman's happiness. And I, I know there are people out there who criticize this new Harley Quinn as a feminist movement, but I don't think it's a feminist movement per se. I think it's the writers acknowledging that Harley Quinn and Joker's relationship at this time has reached its pinnacle. There's only so many times someone is going to keep getting beaten down and getting back up before they're done with a bad situation. And it almost par parallels real-life domestic abuse. There's only so much abuse a woman can take before she's either in the ground dead, same with a man, same with men, you're in the ground dead, or you get up and walk away and you're done with the situation. And I think what happened was Harley got tired. She got so tired of the Joker's bullcrap that she finally just said, I'm walking away from the situation. Everything we do is unhealthy. She even mentions in Harley Quinn number 25, everything we do is unhealthy. I mean, yes, yeah, from she's mentally unstable. She should know that from the, from the get-go, but she acknowledges it. And I don't think Harley never acknowledged it. She always put herself in a state of denial when it comes to her relationship with the Joker. She will always go back to him because that is his, her, his backup. That is his right-hand woman. That's how she sees it in her brain. I'm, And it goes back to Har Harley's origin story that she's finally loved. Like I said before, even in New 52 Incarnation, she is not supported by her family for her ambitions to go to school and make better of herself. And the Joker, in her mind, was supportive of everything she wanted to do. So she, she sees in her mind that she's a right-hand woman, that she is... Um, the only person that understands him and ultimately he loves her, her in his own form or fashion but as batman has explained he she's just a fool and he uses her for his own exploits um he leaves her in jail he might leave her for days and days on end where she laments him and then when she or he'll beat the crap out of her and like i said the mad love throughout the window and she'll keep running back and Harley at this point I think is over the monotony of that relationship and in Justice 2 she um she leaves to give birth to her daughter Lucy and and Joker when she comes back Joker doesn't even recognize that she was gone and I think part of that hurt her and she realized the relationship she had with him is not healthy that's why she left with Lucy 
And they even have a touching moment in Justice 2 when um, Black Canary and Harley are fighting as villain and hero, and he and Harley recognizes she's pregnant, and she says, you know what, I'm not gonna fight you. You know, she, her brain, even though she has mental health problem, issues, has moments of clarity. And I want to briefly talk about the Suicide Squad movie. I hated aspects of Harley Quinn's character. We knew she was in love with the Joker, but I don't like the way they romanticized the relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker. We see in the beginning where he hurts her to the point where she is submissive and goes into the vat of acid to become as insane as the Joker, but he had to zap her brain. But they don't tell you and they make it seem like, oh, they're just a lovely Bonnie and Clyde. They'll do anything. They ride and die a couple. But it's almost like we they gloss over the fact that he beats her. She gets black eyes. She has a bloody lip, a bloody nose. And she's beaten and battered. And Joker has multiple occasions during their robberies, you know, pushed her out the car or left her to get captured. While he runs off and gets away with everything. And the fact that Suicide Squad just kind of glossed over it to seem like they're in a loving relationship even at the end when she goes back to her putting it's just kind of appalling and i didn't like that despite you know will smith did great actor margot robbie actually did great as as harley quinn with what she was given and even if she does birds right i know she's gonna ooh, i know she's gonna do an excellent job but i don't like the fact that they just gloss over domestic abuse even when she, um, Enchantress gives her the future she wants, where she has a um, she's as loving husband in Mr. J and children, she knows it's not real because their relationship is pure chaos. And I don't like this incarnation because it almost seemed like abuse is okay. And abuse is never okay. And she in the comics acknowledges that abuse is okay, but then in, the, in Suicide Squad, the movie, we don't even acknowledge the abuse we just see the rip and run bonnie and clyde stop but we never see the down moments where he's beating her upside her head or leaving her to die or even acknowledging that she left and batman white knight which is a alternate universe story where batman gets cured briefly before he goes back to being the joker and they get married she left and she was replaced with a woman named marion crane because in Joker's moment of clarity, when she's trying to kill herself, he showed that he cared by wrapping up her wrist because she, Marion Crane, looked just like Harley. And um, she leaves to get herself together. And she even acknowledges to Batman after she left that, um, you know, what they were doing was incorrect. And she goes back to being almost like a psychiatrist, but she doesn't have her license. And she gets herself together. And it's only when Marion Crane tries to beat up um jack jack Na jack napier who is his, what's his jack napier which is his real name um for not being the crazy joker because of the pills that were shoved down his throat um that harley comes back beats him over head and recognize and he said i didn't even know you left and she said well you should have known she has bigger breasts than me but she acknowledges when joker is insane in his down moments in his most insane moments that she is not the priority and the modern day Harley Quinn incarnation, insane or not, acknowledges that she's never going to be the number one woman in his life. And he has no number one woman in his life. And Harley is independent and is her own woman. And she doesn't, and I hate to sound like a, a um, feminist in this regard, but she's her own woman in this regard. She doesn't need the Joker to do villains and sex. She can be a crook on her own. She even, her gal pal Harley, every um harley and ivy are the greatest 
um, friendship slash relationship ever. Um, no matter what, um, Harley will always have Ivy's back and vice versa, except in certain instances like uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, where um, Harley was trying to destroy the world, and it's only through um, Harley giving puppy dog eyes that she stopped trying to destroy the world. Harley Quinn is a popular character, and I do like the fact that they're making her more independent, but we have to acknowledge part of her character was a domestic abuse victim, and they may have glossed over as some people say the um break up with the joker where she beats him up and said i'm done with you basically but it's 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 a great analysis to see this character turn from once a henchwoman to her own right as a villainess and how she becomes an anti-hero in her own right harley quinn is mentally damaged and no matter what incarnation, it could be it through her low self-esteem and constant abuse from the Joker, whether it be because she was thrown through a bad acid at her lowest, or maybe because she was zapped to death in her brain, just like in Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn is a great character to study when it comes to mental illness. In many instances, people, Hollywood tries to gloss mental illness as this great thing, like in 13 Reasons Why, and even in the Suicide Squad movie, but in comics, her mental illness is on display. She has moments of insanity, moments of clarity. Even one issue where um, he was brought, she was brought home by an, um, a father who was still grieving the wife, the death of his wife, and he explains to a little girl that um, he's going through depression, and she does everything he can to make their Christmas merry before leaving. You know, once he realizes that she's holding a criminal in his home. But we also have to acknowledge the moment where she had a video game set up rigged, um, that kids were buying off the shelves and getting ready to play and rigged to explode and she destroyed a bunch of people. And Harley acknowledges in her mind that she's um, mentally off. She regrets and she has moments of clarity and regret that she still does insane acts and she wishes she could stop herself. But that's the cycle of mental illness sometimes. There are people out now with schizophrenia who have episodes where they have voices in their head and they have a conversation with themselves and they realize um, nobody's there. Great example is A Beautiful Mind where um, the main character finally realizes these people aren't real. There's no government conspiracy. There's no little girl and he ignores them even though they're there. And it's the same with Harley. They've had instances where you know there's another voice in Harley's head which is the real Harleen. Um, the calm Harleen and she has to acknowledge that she's there so harley quinn isn't a perfect character by any means and she was a domestic abuse victim and she's gained her own independence and we love her for it you know in real life when it comes to abuse harley quinn is the example i mean not the greatest example but an example that there is a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to domestic abuse you can get yourself out of the situation um with the strength and the term determine and when someone gets tired enough of the abuse they will leave whether it be a co-worker a spouse a parent what have you they will leave so that's why i wanted to talk about her for this month um harley quinn got herself out of a situation and she's been evolving as a better character that we all know and love i still i have a harley quinn mug i have a harley quinn pop person i have a harley quinn t-shirt and some and I dressed as Harley Quinn last Halloween. Um, I I like her character despite the insanity, despite all the crimes she's done. I still love her because as a character because unlike DC's women, including Wonder Woman, 
we know that she's probably the most human out of all of them. Despite dying um Lance, um, aka Black Canary's love with um Ollie, we don't get that same connection where she has these incredible highs and lows like we do with Harley Quinn. We acknowledge that she's completely insane and she does what she wants because she can within the context of reason. We, we don't get that connection with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a powerful force of love and I guess the new gods of war if the new 52 incarnation still exists and uh, um, someone not to be trifled with. Harley Quinn can go back and forth over this issue and she, but she also acknowledges that she has flaws herself and she can't and there's no normalcy for her but she tries to get stronger every single day with her actions and this is where i want to leave the episode um if if you um if you have some thoughts um leave me a a, a comment or a review um on itunes you can hit me up at lc clements on my twitter page or you can check out my website at um blur not blur girl lit um lonewolfchat.com and i will talk to you guys again in the next episode as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.